My name is David Vixie. I am happily married to my wife of, what, 45 years, something like that. I'm a school teacher. I've been teaching for 45 years. That's right. Started in uh, Oregon and then moved to Hawaii and then into California, which is hard for an Oregonian, you know. <laughs> and here in this audience are some people that I know and have just chatted with. And I, uh, this young woman right here, I, I want to honor her in front of all you guys. She was in my class maybe two years ago, eighth grade. <laughs> she was in the class that started the first, that built the first covered wagon that we used in some of the work that I do. And it says no signal. I'm hoping that will change. There's a lot of blinking going on here. There we go. I hope that doesn't keep going. Um, I teach seventh and eighth grade. I've been doing, I've taught grades from third grade up through uh, college, but most of my life I've been doing seventh and eighth grade, junior high. And uh, yeah, I, kind of surprised that my hair is not turned gray, but I think it's because I teach junior high. Um, there we go. So this is That's the wagon Erica built. It's going to get harder today. All right, well, it is going to get harder if this stuff didn't work. What you're seeing here is the introduction to a video that's been produced by Little Light Studios of uh, wagon train projects that I do. This is at my school, projects that I've been doing with the kids. This video is actually available on the internet. On where? That's a town we built in my ha at my house. Well, you know what? Maybe I should just show you my... If this thing isn't going to work, I don't want to keep showing you that over and over and over. So maybe these will, maybe it will work. All right, so are you having, yeah, I, shall I speak up with a teacher type voice? So the presentation that you're in here, I don't think you're going to go away. I doubt you're going to go away from this presentation and say, I'm going to go buy some mules or I'm going to go buy some draft horses. And if you came in here and said, well, I see I'm, I'm going to learn how to plant and how to do that. Basically, you've come here to hear some stories about how I went to there and to some of these other things from really not doing much at all. This is a picture 
of the school that I work at and have worked for now the last 35 years in Paradise, California. There was an old church here, and that was my classroom. Was that your classroom? No. Uh, that was my classroom. Yes, we burned it down so because it was condemned, so we burned it down for practice, you know. Um, but I had a stage, you know, and a, a huge stage, and I had a 90-foot sloping floor. It was an old church, and that was my room. And, and then all these trees, and that was on a side of a mountain. And over time, we burned the church down, and then started PG&E and PID and the local construction areas started bringing in dirt and loading it up. What? Ah. What's that? Okay. And eventually that got flattened out to this. That's that field. And you can see it looks pretty nice there. But then stuff started to grow. And you can see plants starting to grow into that. And at that time period, about, you know, the gardening that I did was gardening I'd do at my home and I, you know, with my family. And I'd bring students out to my place and do some gardening. I'd grown up you know, farming and gardening. Um, and I would do projects at schools. And one year, a student said to me, during that time period, we should plant a garden here at school. Uh, when I said, oh, look who's here. That's this Tommy's wife. Oh, oh, help me. Felicia. Felicia. Of course, why wouldn't I remember a name like that, right? <laughs> that, so that's Tommy Meyer's wife, Felicia. The Light Studios, who helped produce that whole thing. It's amazing to see you here. Oh, yes. We will. Ah! This is why I teach from the 1800s. 1800s works, and the 1800s I can fix. This I can't. Anyway, so this student said, Mr. Vixie, we should plant a garden. And I said, where? And we didn't know. And I said, what would we plant? She said, let's plant some peas. And well, we didn't. But the idea was planted. We had no garden. We had no, no, we had no peas. But I call that idealism, the idea that you're thinking about what could be. And idealism is a, is a pretty useful thing. This isn't seeming to be useful. Am I doing something to make that happen? <laughs> Idealists strive to make things that are possible become things that are actually happening. George Bernard Shaw, I dream things that never were, and I say, well, why not? When I was in seventh grade, I decided to be a teacher, and I had a lot of ideas of what I would want to do different than my teacher was. So as a teacher, I pay attention to the ideas of my seventh and eighth graders because they have ideas, and I went, if I, my teacher would have listened to me, I would have enjoyed that. So we didn't. We didn't plant anything. Well, the next year, all of these trees that were growing up, I took my students out and I said, let's clean this up. And they said, why? And I said, community service. And they said, well, we don't care if it looks like that because I'm right, it's just nature. And I said, no, let's clean it up. So we did. We pulled out all these weeds and, and all that broom corn that was uh, in there. And, I, and somebody said, what should we plant? And I said, well, why don't we plant some wheat? Or maybe one of them said, let's plant something and let's plant some wheat. And when they said that, there was a student there who said, why would I do this? There's Walmart, there's uh, Safeway, there's tractor supply. I can get anything I want. Why would I need to learn how to farm? And I said, well, I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe you could uh, think. Maybe if you're farming, you, it, 
I said, let me tell you a story. What if you're a doctor? You want to be a doctor, okay? And you're going to go up and be a surgeon, and what you're going to do is you're going to take out appendix, and you're going to get really good at that because they've taught you how to do it, and you're going to do it the same every time, and it's going to work. And then one day, you get a diagnosis, and they got appendicitis, and you go to take out the appendix, and it's not there. What are you going to do? <laughs> and the student said, call my lawyer. <laughs> and I said, you're ready to be a doctor. <laughs> and I said, but no, think about it, really. I mean, you know, you're looking for the appendix, and it's not there. And I said, what we need is people who can take out the appendix, but what we also need are people who can think differently when things aren't quite going the way it is. Or this, maybe someday somebody should go, there's a better way to do this. Let's take out our appendix, there's a better way to do that. And so we need inventors, we need innovators, as well as people who can do it the way it's supposed to be done. Because I don't really want somebody experimenting on my appendix, but I want somebody to do it better so the time that mine comes out, they say, oh, we got the best way possible. I said, maybe you'll just learn how to work. And they said, yeah. And so they did. I said, this is voluntary. It's your choice, but your choice will affect others and you will work. It's going to affect your life and your clothes and all that stuff. They said, what do we do if we don't do it? And I said, well, you do regular school, which means you'll have regular PE. Because we'd go out there and the kids would say, we get PE. How are you going to have PE? I said, yeah, this is PE. Look, we're lifting and running and, and <laughs> scraping and pulling. They said, no, no, PE is with a ball. Is this bothering anybody? <laughs> What's that? So this is year two now. I took this, that group of students out there who said that they wanted to grow the wheat. And we, we grew wheat that year, which is another story which I don't think I'll have in 45 minutes here. But we were coming out here to grow the wheat. And I said, hey, somebody last year said we should grow a garden. Where should we put it? And they said, let's put it right there in this little spot. I said, that's a good idea. And then we didn't. We didn't do anything. We just, but we had picked a spot. But I didn't plant any peas either. What we did was we farmed wheat. This is year three. Now, this soil is amazingly hard. And, uh, you know, Tommy and Felicia and their children, they were here working at the time of this. And this soil is like rock hard. It's been underground since God created it, right? And then it got dumped in here. So this is soil that's from deep into the earth, and it's really heavy clay. I called up, actually, Tommy knew uh, Lynn Hogue. And he came over and he consulted with us. We did some soil testing. We dug, we tried to dig with shovels, couldn't break the soil. I took a backhoe, couldn't scrape it with a backhoe. We soaked it several days until we could draw. We did two 10-foot trenches. We, we planted two tomatoes, a few radishes. And then the kid says, we don't have time for this. We're so busy doing everything else. We have such busy lives at home, as well as all the stuff we're doing at school. We don't have time to garden. And I said, all right, we won't. We had two tomatoes, no peas. So I thought that was a pretty cool life skill, actually. For these kids at 13 and 14 to say, we don't have time for this. We can't do everything. In fact, last year, this year, I was uh, a speaker at, uh, for a national convention for the Oregon California Trails Association. And so I asked one of the girls that was in that group, I said, would you do, she's at medical school now, and I said, would you make a short video that I could present, you know, about the wagon trip and, you know, how, it's, how your life is since then. She's one of the students that was in this Leaving Independence movie. She said, I'll try and do that. She's in medical school. She, she texted me back. She said, Miss Vixie, I don't have time for this. And I texted back. I said, you learned that in eighth grade. I said, bravo for you that you didn't say, I need to do this for Mr. Vixie, even though I don't have time. I said, that's a life skill. So I didn't plant any tomatoes, 
but we had a life skill that could save her life, right? And yours, right? You can't do everything, even if it's good. So we went out there. This is year four now. We went out there. These students inherited two tomato plants, had a few tomatoes still on them. And we went out. We made five 100-foot rows, uh, five 100-foot rows that were... Um, well, it, we just scratched the soil with that. And in those 500-foot rows, we planted a few plants. They didn't have any tools. I asked them to bring tools from home. They said, we don't even own shovels at our house. You know, we live in the town. We don't have shovels. And so I had a bunch of shovels that I had inherited from my um, grandfathers. So I brought those. And we had to water by hand. Maybe I'll show you that. Can you see this at all? I can. Okay. So we had to water by hand. Well, that was really hard in the summertime because in the summertime, that means nobody's there to water except for the teacher, right? Me. So we didn't have very many plants that survived that year. I don't know what to do but keep trying to plug it in or just ignore it, right? How about I just ignore it? I'll give it one more shot. But. So that's the picture here you see of this, of this student. She's watering by hand. A few things grew up there. We planted some potatoes, some pumpkins, some broom corn. No peas. And here's a picture. It's a long time you planted some peas. I know. Why didn't we plant any peas? I don't know. That's what we got for a crop. Not too much. But it was something. It was more than two plants. Now this isn't even working. I could abandon this whole thing and No, doesn't want to work. So how's that? Uh, I should be able to figure out a way to make this a full screen with no thing here. Does somebody here know that? That's how I do it at school, Ian. <laughs> how do I make this so it doesn't have this part so they can see this full screen? 1800s, I understand. Ian's in my eighth grade currently. All right, slideshow. Okay, on this slide here, so that's the crop that they got the next year. This is their crop. So this is the first actual crop we harvested, five years of Liss Garden. And they were pretty good. You can see we had some broom corn here. And what we did with that was save the seeds. And we had... I mean, we went out there and we found one pumpkin plant. So we studied it. <laughs> and we looked at it, we dissected it, and we did all kinds of things with that little pumpkin plant that out there. A couple of potatoes that came out, and the kids were so excited. We got a potato. Look, this is how potatoes grow. And you can see them all standing out here just trying to find anything that grew in that little garden. We started doing little investigations with it and things of that nature. There we go. Year five, I wrote a $1,500 grant so that I could afford 
to, and we reshaped the garden, dug a trench with this old tractor that we had, and then used all these picks and shovels that belonged from my grandparents, and we got that all ready. And, because uh, we wanted to put in drip line and stuff, got all these different rocks that, we, I mean, the thing was just filled with rocks, because it's been rocks and concrete and uh, asphalt, and, uh, we couldn't, they were so big we couldn't get them out. And one of the kids, remember the, remember the story of the old farmer, the far, maybe it was an old farmer, maybe it was an old mule, or maybe they were both old. And the, the, the mule fell in a well. Remember that story? And, and this girl, we were doing a simulation in the classroom, and this girl was the, the pastor in the classroom simulation, so she told this story. And the farmer said, I don't know what to do with this old mule. You know, I can't get him out of the well. And so somebody said, well, just kill him. Just shoot him down there. He's old anyway. And the farmer said, well, I don't have the heart to shoot, to shoot him. I'll just bury him. Alive. Terrible story. And so he, buried, he, so he started filling in the well. And eventually, but the mule, of course, just kept stepping on the dirt. And they told that story. Well, when we went out to the garden, we were trying to get these out. The kids remembered that story. And they said, hey, would that work with this rock? <laughs> and so they started wiggling the rock and filling in. I, they said, uh, well, I, actually, I think I was the one that sort of got, they said, they said, we can't get this rock out. And I said, well, bury it. They said, well, that's ridiculous. I said, no, didn't you remember the story that she told this morning? Bury the rock. That's how you'll get it out. She said, no, that's how, you'll, that's how it'll be there again. No, 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 pay attention to the story. They said, well, the rock can't step. I said, no, wiggle the rock. And so they did. They kept filling it in and wiggling the rock, and pretty soon the rock was up on top. Isn't that amazing? From a worship story. Oh, man, we had so many rocks, so much steady with the leverage. You can see him trying to pull that rock out of there. So that year we made seven 100-foot rows and 34 experimental plots. We buried leaves and manure and hay and grass and commercial mulch and pine needles and all that kind of stuff in all these different things. We made all these different kinds of test plots. Plus we used different kinds of fertilizers in there. What year was this? It was after five. Yeah, this is year five, yeah. Okay. And added all these drip lines and brought in some fencing. And that's our garden, year five. They were the first ones to actually do the planting, the, the tending, and the. And then they planted forward. But we didn't plant any peas. You know, I guess I'd forgot about it. Nobody thought about it. All right, move. Could you keep the deer off? Yeah, the deer would come and eat our stuff. That's why I had to put that fence in, a seven-foot fence. I'm trying to push the button to make that go, and it's saying no. I'll just do it that way maybe, huh? All right. So now we're on year Now we're on year what? Six. Yeah. Okay, so there's our garden spot in our wheat field. So year seven, we harvested, we actually sold some pumpkins. Plus, we used some pumpkins to give away to students of special needs and threw a party for them. That was the first year we made any money with anything with our garden. And we 
teamed up with the high school seniors and created and did a, uh, a formal lab report. We, the seventh and eighth graders, were the you know, the undergraduates <laughs> and the seniors were putting that up. And so we did all this documentation for, the, for that, you know, looking at the, the plants and how they looked as well as doing BRICS tests and getting all kinds of testing on their uh, quality. And that's the crop then they're raising. Plus we added some Mexican red beans, which is a drought tolerant bean. And this was cool. We had planted all kinds of different varieties of Solanaceae. So, so peppers and potatoes and tomatoes and um, yeah, eggplant, just all those kinds of that. And we got, that's a potato seed. We actually got some of our potatoes to put on seeds so they could actually see how come potato is in the tomato family or is it the tomato in the potato family. That was such a cool thing to see. And so there's their harvest. And their pumpkin sale. Then we began to plot the growths of the plants and uh, chart the growths and take all kinds of data and make these linear equations that represented the actual growth of the different plants. You can see the, the note data that they're taking here. No, you can't. <laughs> Come on. This is a heritage blue corn. We're raising also heritage wheat. And so they're doing all kinds of measuring and things there. And they became bean counters. I told them that there's real, there's real occupations for that. Uh, you know, there's being accountants, it's real occupations. And we began to use our crops now for other things in the classroom. Here they're grinding, uh, looks like some of the blue corn for our um, wagon trip. And they're also grinding some of the wheat. And that's being used on the wagon trip. See that? To, to feed themselves. And we went down the kitchen, we began to do our uh, cooking from our own plants from our gardens and threw ourselves a big Christmas party. Wow. Yeah. And hear? look, we planted peas. <laughs> uh, we planted two kinds of peas. Here's an Alaska smooth pea and here's a sweet pea and started doing some Mendel Mendelian genetics. It's thinking. And so, of course, then they're doing all these wonderings and predicting and observing and record taking on this Mendelian project. So that was year seven from, from year, everything before that took seven years until we actually came up with the first idea, which was let's plant some peas. So it's year eight, I wrote another grant. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. I wrote a $1,500 grant and spent all that money. I didn't get the grant. I did get the bills. I wrote another grant for, for $500, and this time we succeeded. Uh, we were able to get that $500 grant. We started collecting chips, and there's more dirt coming in. We used the rocks in it to build a rock wall. We built a concrete gate, so the kids did all the math for that. One of the girls' fathers owned the rock yard. So we went to the rock yard to get the concrete. She walked into his office, and she says, why are you here? He says, why are you here? Are you in trouble? <laughs> He said, we've never had a school ever come here for a field trip. I said, we're not here for a field trip. We're here to buy concrete. <laughs> he was amazed that his daughter knew how to do all that. And now we had a new perimeter for a fence. We decided that the old perimeter was too small. We needed a new perimeter. And so the kids were doing trigonometry now to do the old, to do the fence. Looks like it's 11 o'clock, doesn't it? Is that right? 
and this is over at what? 11.30. 11.30, okay. So here's the old fence line here. And here's what we were planning for the new fence line. So there's the old fence. No, that's not that. Yeah, that's the perimeter there. The old fence line followed through here. And so I told the kids, we're going to put in a new fence. And, and, I, and I said, we have two rolls of fence. And here's all I know. It says 330 feet on the roll. We have two of them. So we have 660 feet. I said, I don't care if you make it 650 feet, but you can't make it 662 feet because this fence needs to be closed. And they said, well, how are we going to know how that does? Because it's just random work out there. And I said, well, go out there and measure it. So the first thing they did is they walked this line, because that's got curbing. And they got to here with a little roller thing. And they were watching the clicker go by. Because they knew they had to stop at 660. Well, they were getting close. So they just started doing this until they got there. They said, all right, there's 660 feet. There's our fence. I said, no, we can't have a fence like that. So they did the trigonometry. They, had, they put little, uh, um, you know, I mean, no, big. We had compasses and all kinds of stuff. And calculating it in the classroom, they figured where every post should go. Then they went out and they started setting the posts in there. I don't know that this is going to work. What if it doesn't? There we go. Try that. Uh-oh. First day of school, we immigrated. Wait, that's not what I want to show you. It's 1023. That's what I want to show you. 10. Okay, this is going to show you some of our wheat project as well as some of our gardening project. There you see we're farming with the mules. We're going to be, have a demonstration at 4 o'clock with that. Demonstration, you might actually get a, to do it, too. The, the, the pioneers didn't always... We'll give it another shot, and then we'll quit if we don't. <laughs> Some of the seed, the birds picked up. Oh, those were replaced by huge birds, Canadian geese. You want me to abandon this and just keep going? Would you like to try and see it? Let's see. Yeah, maybe if maybe it's the video. I don't right. And then maybe later on at the end, I can. If you want to see some of that video, I we just do it off of the here, off of this. But I want to tell you just a brief story about that. Uh, about putting in that fence. We're put, driving the fences in, and. And, and they get the last post, and I said, all right, let's wrap the, the fence around, the, the fencing. So they started wrapping the fencing around like this. And when they got to the very end, there, right here. So they were starting here to here. They put a gate here, and they came here to here. And when they got to there, the fence overlapped one foot. And it was all done with trigonometry. It was very amazing. But while they're putting in the posts, sometimes as they're driving those posts, the posts would be crooked. And I went, I went to a group of kids, and I said, that post is crooked. And it's like, that. Said, that's fine. I said, it's not fine. Someday you're going to come back and you're going to say to your grandkids or your own kids, you're going to say, see that post? I put that in. <laughs> and they said, what? That's a terrible job. 
And so I said, uh, is that what you want for the future? Well, no, but that's what I want right now. I said, take it out. All right, so they did. I said, so put it back in because we need it straight. So they put it back in and boom, it was crooked. I said, same grandkids, same kids, same you coming back. I put that fence post in, take it out. So they took it out and they kept trying to put it in, but it kept going in crooked. I said, why does it keep going in crooked? And they said, well, look, it's, there's already a hole there. So to, no matter what we do, we stick it in, it falls into that hole and it goes crooked. I said, yeah, isn't that amazing? That's sort of like real life, isn't it? I mean, you start a pattern on doing something, and then you say, well, I'm going to do that different. But already it's easier to go back in that. And the more you do it, the harder it is going to be a change. How are you going to change? You have to go somewhere else, maybe a new environment, you know, new friends, new places, a new school. Somewhere you've got to change something, and you've got to start over in a new way. And so they did. They said, well, it won't be 10 feet apart from the other ones. I said, that's better than having it like this. And so they moved it, and they got it in there straight. Then they put it around. Now, I want to jump to the end of the story, because I talked to them about that and some other things. Whenever things would come up, I'd talk to them about that. A week ago, two weeks ago, no, it was around Christmas time, Thanksgiving. It was at Thanksgiving time. I was in the church, and uh, so these kids that, are, that I was talking to, they're seniors in high school now. And one of the boys, he was in eighth grade. Well, he left. He left our schools, went to the public school. He fell into a whole group of bad kids and stuff like that. And he started just doing things that weren't very good. One, about three years later, I got a text and said, hey, do you remember me? I'm Drew. I said, yeah. I mean, Drew the farmer? Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Drew the fence post guy? Yeah, that's me. He says, I've just been thinking about my life and might want to do some changes. So at Thanksgiving time now, so that's what, five, six years ago, I'm in church. And one of my students is up front having, is doing a children's story. Somebody taps on my shoulder and says, somebody's here and wants to see you. His name is Drew. I said, Drew? I said, oh man, Drew, current student. Drew, current student, what do I do? <laughs> so I stayed, listened to the story, jumped up and went back there. Drew, what you doing here? He says, well, I was just thinking about things. I was, saw, you know, I, th I was driving through town. I saw the school here and I thought, I'm going to go and see how it is. I said, what would you do? He said, I went out and looked at my fence post. That's five years ago. He said, I said, really? He said, what were you thinking about? He said, I was thinking about my life. Because I left here and I went to the public school and I started falling into a group of kids and it just wasn't going well. And, and then, I, you know, it, so it's just had a, I've had a hard life. I finally pulled away from there. I went someplace else. I'm doing a little bit better now. And I was thinking about it. And I came up here and I was thinking I wanted to see you. And then I thought, oh, man, it's Saturday. Uh, he won't be here. And then I saw all these cars here. And I wondered... Why are all these cars here? And they say, oh, yeah, they're having church here because their, their church all burned down. Mr. Vixie will be here. And so he came to see me. As he's in there talking with me, he said, I was at the high school, went to the, you know, just uh, this last Friday, I was at the game, the high school game, seeing my old friends, and none of them, they just all brushed me off. It was like, ah, who cares? He said, I finally left because nobody remembered me and, or even cared about me. He said, uh, so we're sitting here talking, and as we're doing, one of his classmates that's still going to our academy there, a uh, senior, came walking out into the, uh, into the hallway to go to the bathroom, and he saw me. He says, Drew, Drew, what are you doing here? Oh, man, it's so good to see you. And it was just all that kind of stuff. And they went to the bathroom. Oh, man, how are you doing? Said, and then somebody else came out and said, hey, uh, Sam wants to see you. He's up front. He wants to see you. you. Will you stay for church? He says, yeah, I'll stay for church. Look at how I'm dressed. I said, well, look at how I'm dressed. He said, all right, I'll stay. Do you see what, what brought him in? And 
several things, right? He's been thinking about his life. And then when he came, his classmates, which really weren't his buddies, they did such the opposite of what he'd done before. They said, you're an important person. Come back. And he's been coming back. He thought about his life because he put a fence post in, he said. And he said, I have to make some changes. It's got to be different. He said, I'll keep coming. He says, you know, he says, I'm going to figure out how to make my life better. So year nine. There's year nine. This was the day before the fire. That's sunset. We had just finished planting the field. No, this is it. This is the day before the fire, sunset. That's the next morning, sunrise. But that isn't sunrise. That's fire. There are some of the wagons. Chips this way. We were collecting chips. That's our house from space, our school from space, which meant no more garden, right? So I struggled to find a place where we could have a garden. I found a place where I was staying. I asked the guy, he said, I'm on a, on a ranch now, there's 20 acres. I said, can we put a garden here? He says, nothing grows here. I said, well, I'd like to try. We planted peas at his garden. Then COVID came. I said, okay, we can't do anything now. I said, here's some seeds. I went and bought a whole bunch of seeds and potatoes and stuff, and I went and drove around all the kids' houses, and I dropped them off, and I said, put a garden at your house. Ian's in my current uh, eighth grade class, but Ian, you were telling me yesterday something that you said about it being the best thing. Tell, would you tell them what you said? Yeah, well, you said, you know, that was the, well, I think the way your dad said it was, this is the best thing that's ever happened to our family because we put that garden in, and now you were telling me, here's a le year 11, we returned to paradise, we had to do a whole bunch of soil testing to check for volatiles so that I knew this. Maranatha came and parked in our fields, so no gardens, <laughs> no peas, no wheat, no in-person school because of COVID. So I said, come down to... Uh, the, where you planted your garden down at our farm because the county doesn't say we can't be, be home <laughs> it just can't be a school so we started learning the kids come every came every day to where we planted our garden down there so this is where I live now renting from these people that was our garden in Butte Valley plus the neighbors said hey why don't you come and pick our walnuts and our pecans and our persimmons and so we did all that kind of stuff and and, you know, planned all, a bunch of that stuff. Isn't that a beautiful garden? And the farmer said, I had no idea anyone would even grow here. I'm going to start gardening here. Well, he doesn't have to because I garden for him every year. That year I wrote a competitive grant, a Carl Moyer grant, try to get enough money for a tractor. I received the grant. $25,000. We bought a new tractor because the other one got destroyed in the fire. Got a new tractor. Still didn't have the gardens things, but we started to grow, uh, we built grow boxes. The eighth, seventh and eighth graders grew, built grow boxes for the fifth and sixth graders then. Of course, there's a lot of math to do with right, that, right? A pile of dirt gets here and says, oh, that looks like a cone, doesn't it? Tell me how much dirt was delivered. I know how much I ordered. I want to make sure I didn't get cheated. 
So now we're doing the math on the volume of cone. Ian's working on that one right now. And we started to, to collect the chips. And I'm going to show you another video, maybe. Well, let me tell you what it says. This is, this is me, not real Abe. The best possible thing in the future will be for a person to be able to make a living off of a small pot of land. Pot of land. Abraham Lincoln. All right, do you suppose this might work? And what number do I want? 3052. There's my classroom before it gets stuff in it. I'm afraid to try and make it full screen. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Here we're pu pulling it with a tractor in case you don't have mules. You can still do a, a hand on the plow. Just use a tractor. It's a little more predictable, by the way. Easier to control. All right, so I'm going to just try to make that. This boy's in. That's not our school uniform, by the way. We just dress up to get the to get the feel of it. just planting a field, we're learning how to work. Picking up rocks. Working has a certain look to it. So I asked the kids, what does it look like to work? What does it look like not to work? And then I'd take pictures of them and I'd say, who was working, who wasn't? Who was working, who wasn't? Pretty soon the ones that weren't working tried to look like they were working. They were talking but if looking like this. If your looked out the window and saw you, would he think you were working or standing still? He occasionally looks up. What would be the most common stance? Will you be standing? Standing with friends? Standing with a rock in your hand? Talking to friends? Or will you look like you're working? Keep going, go, go, go. You want a job, don't leave any stone unturned. What does that say? Counting, the, how many seeds will go on a square foot? They were guessing, predicting. How many seeds need to go in this field? That might be a truckload, right? <laughs> I, this is, no, how many seeds per square foot? They're to predict that. And then when they calculated that, we realized in order to do this little small plot, you might need a whole 10 yards of seeds. But the seed rate is only two bushels an acre. Ms. Rixie, what is a bushel? <laughs> so one of the girls does that. She's dressed like this and she goes, this is beautiful. And like ballerina, they're starting to throw their seeds out. So one of the, one of the kids said, one of the kids said, 
I wish there was a machine to do this. He was throwing it out by hand like that. He said, I wish there was a machine to do this. And so I went to the truck and I got, um, I got that machine that you saw. He said, what this? I said, this is your wish. Oh, he said, I wish I'd wished for a million dollars instead. <laughs> So that machine, that's 1800s, that works. This doesn't. <laughs> that's a more modern version of it. Plastic, that breaks. Uh, let me get a uh, slide. Now all of our work pays off. This is a student-made video. Remember, this started out with me doing nothing except for experiments in the classroom, gardening at home. They did it by hand first, and, then, and we calculated their rate of seed of cutting. They started picking them out by hand. They said, we'll starve. There's got to be a better way. I said, let's go get some sticks. Do it like they did it in the Bible. There's Walmart, there's Safeway, there's Tractor Supply. Why do I need to learn to do this? I cleared a place in the field. They mixed it up and made some, made some bread. We baked it in the field and they ate the bread in the field. I asked them, how long did this take? And they said, about two hours. They said about two hours. And I said, uh, think about it. No, I didn't say think about it. The kid who said, the kid who said, um, here we go. The kid who said, uh, I have tractor supply and Safeway, who needs this? She said, think about it. It took nine months to make this loaf of bread. I will never look at a loaf of bread the same again, ever. So maybe you can hear it this one. We still haven't planted anything up in paradise, but he's been plowing, his classmates have been plowing, we're gonna put in a crop this year. Should we plant peas? Yeah. We should plant some peas. Anyway, thank you. What I was basically, it, the encouragement that I would get, give you from this is this. You can see it got to be pretty dramatic. I mean, if I looked at that, I'd say, I'll never, I could never do all that. But you know what you could do? What I did the first time, put in two tomato plants. And then watch not only the plants grow, but watch your ability and the ideas grow.
And that was what I was really, I'm not teaching you how to grow plants, how to grow an idea. Okay. If you have any questions, if you want to see one of those videos that didn't work, <laughs> it'll be up here. Yeah. For what? I use both. I use tra tractors and. Well, if uh, a tractor. A tractor. Yeah, I mean the tractor is so much more efficient. You put take the key out and you're done. You you stop. This one you take it. You stop. You got another half hour of to taking off harness and putting your stuff away, and then you got a brush, and, you, and then you got a feed tractor. You just walk away and go watch TV. No, not TV. <laughs> um, for teaching, mules. Teenagers are like mules. You know, think about it. There's not much to, you can't. You know, what have you heard about mules? Right? They're very, very intelligent, but they also have potential of attitude, don't they? And They've been, you know, you, you say stubborn as a mule, but what really that is is smart as a mule. I mean, what do teenagers think about a lot? Well, they think about how do I get out of this work? Standing, sitting, playing, not doing very much. That's a mule's life. You watch a mule and he's going like, what? Leave me alone. Just, I just, just going to be me. You can't blame a mule for being a mule and you can't blame a teenager for being a teenager. I can't speak their language, <laughs> right? So for teaching, I'd use a mule because uh, teenagers can relate to mule and they go, oh, you and I, we're, we're alike. Mr. Vixie doesn't <laughs> understand either of us. <laughs> you know? And if I can't teach a kid a lesson, I'll hand them a mule and they'll start to notice the mule. Have you ever heard uh, the Bible's reference to stiff-necked people? That isn't much different than teenager. Stiff-necked people, no, I'm going to do it this way. It's a bad idea. No, it's a good idea. <laughs> okay, the end of it will be a bad idea. <laughs> It'll be a bad result. It's a good idea. It's a bad result. Uh, maybe it's a good idea for you to try that. Stiff neck. What's a stiff neck person? If you try and run one of these mules, if a mule's going this way, he stiffens his neck, and you can't stop him. You can't pull him. You have to run ahead of him and lead him out of where he's going. He stiffens his neck. He's a stiff neck mule. Not just teenagers, but people are like that. So for that, and for understanding, how many years? Five thousand. Okay, let's just say. I don't know, 6,000 years of, of humanity? I don't know the number. Let's say 6,500. No, let's say 6,000. I can do the math. 6,000 years of humanity. Subtract 100. The rest of it's farming like that, isn't it? So you read the Bible? I don't understand this. No, because those people, they read the New Testament, the Old Testament. These were agriculture people. Those are agriculture stories. You're not an agriculture person. You know, they seeded wheat. It came up. I said, what does the crop look like? I said, crop failure. I said, what do you mean crop failure? Look, we planted wheat, right? All we got was grass. I said, what? Look, it's grass. I said, what do you mean it's grass? Miss Vixie, everybody knows that wheat is brown. It's tall. It's got those pretty things on it. You put it on your Thanksgiving table. I had no idea what they didn't know. And fortunately, I didn't tell them what I knew to get in the way of their learning. I said, how do you know this isn't what you planted? How could you figure that out? And immediately they said this. As soon as I said, how, do you, how can you tell that this isn't what you planted? Immediately they said, no, how could you tell if this is what you planted, if this is sweet? And they said, immediately they said, look it up in a book, look it up on the internet, ask somebody who knows. 
And then somebody said, don't ask Miss Vicky, he won't tell you. <laughs> and, and, and I was ready to judge these kids and, and go like, what? Look at kids these days, <laughs> internet, you know. And then I realized, wait, wait, wait. We, teachers, we, we're the ones who taught you that, aren't we? What's school about? Right and wrong answers. No, right answers, right? We reward you for right answers. We hurt you for wrong answers. You know, bad grade, you're grounded, uh, you can't do this, we take away your stuff. Yeah. And so the, the way we as teachers and the way, the, the, the way a school that I went to school is learn or I'll hurt you rather than what it should be. Learn or you'll hurt yourself. So I realized, and, and the internet, you know, where does, where, when the teacher says, you know, school's about learning, where are the answers? In the back of the book. If you can't find it there, I'll tell you. And then eventually, Google it. We're the ones that taught that. So I can't blame these kids. I said, you're standing in the field where you planted the wheat. And one of the kids says, you'd let us dig this up? Yeah. And one of the kids said, I, how about this? I'll go and see what it looks like where we didn't plant and see if that's what this looks like. But that does look like that, doesn't it? Because it looks like that. Somebody else says, I'm going to plant some wheat in a box, and I'm going to plant some other seeds in a box, and then I'm going to compare them. And then somebody else said, can we dig it up? And by the way, those other kids did those other things. And they dug into the ground until they found the seed that the thing was coming on. They said, this is what we planted. Wheat's grass? And I hadn't gotten in the way of that by saying, okay, guys, let me tell you everything that's going to happen and how long it's going to be and just everything. Because we get taught that at school, right? Here's what I'm going to teach you and here's what you're going to learn. One of the kids said that to me. He said, what am I going to learn? I said, I don't know what you're going to learn. Maybe you'll learn how big an acre is. I live on five acres. I know what an acre is, although he had predicted a 50-acre spot out there. <laughs> maybe you'll learn how to grow plants. And maybe you'll learn about plants. I grew a tomato once. I know, about, I know how to grow plants. I said, I don't know what you're going to learn. Maybe you'll learn to work. I tell, tell you what, you tell me what you learned. So, mules for that, to get the work done, get a tractor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.